0: Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or mp3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms. And can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab, at com or find us on blogspot i want to thank you for being part of my audience and i think you are all wonderful hi everybody how's everybody doing this is marlene with miami ghost Chronicle: stories of the supernatural how's everybody doing mm-hmm. It's been crazy. Yeah, you know, everybody always asks me, so what's going on with you, Marlene? It's been crazy. And we're going to talk about the crazy part when you find out who my guest is. But anyway, before um, before I get on to that, one, I want to remind you guys to sign up for my newsletter. Okay, it comes out once a week. You could go to my amigoschronicles.com. You can go to my website at MarlenePardo.com. And basically what I do is I just write a short article, weird stories, crime, true crime, anything that's happening, plus links to some of the podcasts, if any of my writing projects is on there. Um, And like I said, it's once a week. And of course, um, it's interesting stuff. If you're part of my audience, you're going to like it. That's number one. Number two, um, I wanted to go ahead and speak about my sponsor, Freethinker Projects. Of course, this is a Florida-based company which works with those who need a Florida-based address, whether you're into the nomad lifestyle, the RVers, whatever the case might be, or maybe even now for the holiday seasons, people now are very careful about having uh, things delivered, packages left on their doorstep. Uh, They basically, they have virtual mailbox service and they receive your mail and forward it according to what you want, or they will even uh, shred it, whatever you decide. Or if, you can even go pick them up, pick up the packages. They'll hold the packages for you. In other words, if that's what you'd like to do, especially if you think you're going to be ordering a lot of things, uh, they can do that for you. They are uh, they can go ahead and send the packages. If you're in another part of this, uh, the country, they can forward those packages or the mail to you. Good thing also they have uh, online notarization. If you need any type of notarization of, of paperwork, they can do that online for you and also... They uh, go ahead and they also offer Florida registered agent services, which means if you need to establish a corporation or any entity like that in the state of Florida, or you already have one, they have very economical plans so that you can comply with the uh, Florida Division of Corporation requires that you have an actual physical address in the state. This is not a PO box. This is not like a regular uh, mailbox type of place. They don't accept that. The Registered agent services that they provide covers you so you could go ahead and register your your corporation. So if uh and I believe they have plans as far as mail receiving and forwarding, etc. as inexpensive as nine dollars and ninety-nine cents a month. Check them out at Florida. I'm sorry, as freethinkerprojects.com, Freethinkerprojects, with an S at the end.com dot com. Okay, now let's get on to the good part. Um, the good part is the guest I have. This is the first time this gentleman has been on the show, and who we have tonight is Mr. Standeo. He's very well known um, in circles. God, I've I've seen him so many times and listened to him on various shows. He's a a former Air Force Academy cadet uh, from 1968, former member of Dr. Edward Teller's anti-gravity R&D project in Australia. He's held a top secret security clearance in his work for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He claimed to have discovered the original Garden of Eden in 2014 and made a documentary about it in 2018. He also claimed to have discovered Atlantis using new new maps data from the Scripps Institute. Uh, He's been an amateur archeologist in the Middle East. Uh, He knew the real Indy Jones and explored his digs near the Wadi HaKippah in the Quran, uh, AKA Israel. He's also been a TV documentary television host for several years on Tesla. Eye of the Storm and a series of three highly rated shows on Channel 9 in Perth. UFOs are here, UFOs, Deo and you, and UFOs are back. He is the author of three books and six scientific papers. And by the way, you'll see throughout the show that I have gone ahead and um, included some of the book covers. You know, you'll see them across uh, come across the thing. So those are his books. So, how are you doing today, Stan?
1: Doing fine. Um, how are you getting along with all this uh, interference, radio interference with the
0: internet from the sun? Right. This is this is okay, guys. This is why we I was telling him that I wanted, and I don't know if anybody's had the similar experience. Um, I've never had any problem with my internet service. It's pretty decent. It's pretty good, reliable. I guess. How's that? Uh, and I want to say maybe for the last. 15 days when I think about it, or at least 10 days, it's been acting up, it's been acting weird. And I, I've even called my internet provider and I said, is anything going on? They're like, no. And I was like, well, um, even my intern- uh, my phone service, it just goes off, it never comes back. The hiccups, but it never recovers from the hiccup. And I was mentioning it to Stan before we started to record. And he brought something to my attention, which I had heard about in the periphery of, but you never relate that to what you're actually experiencing. And Stan, take it away. What, what seems to be well, the source of this?
1: Right now, the sun is uh, in a very unstable state. Uh, this is the 25th solar sunspot cycle, which runs about 11.8 years of the average cycle. So we're a couple of years into this one. And I've been predicting for some time that this, even though we're gonna have low sunspot count, uh, for this, this, uh, season, we're going to have some rather exotic coronal mass ejections and flares from the sun at aimed at the earth. Now they usually just come out all around the sun somewhere. And as you can mm-hmm. see in the, uh, the video that we've got up yeah. there from uh, solar dynamics observatory at NASA, this is showing in the last, oh, uh, this would be the last 62 hours, I think, but because we're, you know, uh, well, no, actually, this is the last 48 hours. You're on, you're on the live link there. Yeah, this uh, is a live link. Okay, look at the top of the screen in the middle there, and you'll see uh, as it plays that bright spot that will you know, make a, a large splash across the entire sun as it mm-hmm. erupts and throws out this coronal mass ejection. That puts out charged particles at, uh, you know, ex- you're like sometimes 2 million miles an hour and stuff like that aimed at the Earth. And when these hit our magnetic field, it produces the kind of hot spots of interruption of, uh, you know, interference to radio waves and stuff all over the planet. Uh, and certainly on the uh, the Earth-facing side, it's more dynamic than others. Um, okay. So that, Let me the... ask
0: you, and I'm going to start to interrupt you when that's you right. said that this cycle is what an 11-year reoccurrence? Is that what you're saying?
1: 11.8 reoccurrence, yeah. The sun goes through highs and lows of the the number of sunspots appearing on both you know the north and south hemisphere, and okay. these are called solar sunspot cycles. Um, and we've got records of that back to um, well, probably the uh, mid uh, 1600s onwards.
0: Okay, I'm curious when obviously back in this these time periods there was no technology. Let's say that that would be affected like now. What what were they what were the observers noticing back then? What was the effect?
1: Well, they'd learn how to uh, image the sun through a telescope onto a piece of white paper or card. Okay. And, they, and uh, they could then magnify that image, you know, by the, the telescope and, the, and uh, with other lenses. And they could see these black spots on the surface of the sun. So they started recording them. Um, and this is how we, we were able to uh, correlate weather to sunspot activity. And that's what's called the Maunder minimum back in that time. Um, yes. in, in the 1600s, late 1600s It froze over the River Thames For two or three years Right, I was oh. going to
0: say That was that part The mini ice age That they refer to
1: um, Might be Yeah, it might be I mean, it was so Right, broken. that there was
0: like this period Like you said That the, the Thames froze over It was kind of unusually well, well, not normal, I guess
1: No, shopkeepers put up Their shops up there and And, you know Were selling stuff On top of the Thames <laughs> River I mean, it was really <laughs> thick ice So, wow. yeah And then, you know, back in 1859, we had what's called the Carrington event when um, the the sun emitted a coronal mass ejection, these charged particles straight at the earth. And they call that a halo uh, coronal mass ejection because it forms a circular halo, comes right at us like a big smoke ring of charged particles. And it was so brutal that it created high voltage on the telegraph lines across the United States because that was uh, high tech at the time and it caused the fingers of many of the telegraph operators to catch fire and burn from the voltage that it, it uh, dropped on them. And there were fires oh my God. Through, well, along the, the the track, you know, the railway tracks where the, te- the uh, telegraph lines ran. The voltage got so high, it jumped over into the fields and stuff and caught uh, fields on fire next to the railroad track. Now, th- that was 1859, right? And that was, you know, this happens about every 150 to 200 years. We have a large coronal mass ejection like this. Well, we're overdue for that now. And it was so large that it's a a yardstick for what is going to happen, except for this. We have electronics all over the planet and in orbit around the planet. This is going to affect everything. It's going to make fires everywhere. I mean, this this is a huge situation, which is why we're monitoring it so closely. Um, My partner, Tim and I, oh, several years back, invented uh, what's called an EMP shield to protect okay. electronics from the sun and this is going to last several hours when it hits us it, it, when it does happen it'll it'll uh-huh. fry the planet for several hours so uh, anyway we, when you we, say we,
0: fry we're talking like uh, all electronics or
1: well both the electronics and the electrical grid system which we've become very dependent upon right right over, that's they'll overload the voltages up to fifty thousand volts per, per square meter and, and this is the way they measure that, anyway, for the EMP, uh-huh. Elect- electromagnetic pulse. And this is going to cause arcs all across our, you know, the flyover country where we've got the, the farms and, you know, wheat, mm-hmm. crops, it's going to catch fire. And it's going to, it's, the whole United States will have places where it will arc over and start fires in neighborhoods, even in your house, in, in your, your breaker box. Uh, I was for- going
0: to say, basically, it feeds back through electrical lines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's mighty. Uh, we've never been at this uh, stage of technology before, to my knowledge, anyway, on the planet. And uh,
0: for something like this to happen is going to cripple the entire planet. Because I'm thinking this sounds like something that to repair the damage is going to take a while. At least that's what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> it's going to cause a rearrangement of the the world order. It'll be from those countries who are not so highly dependent on electronics, you know, high tech, to, mm-hmm. to be stronger, you know, trade-wise. Yeah. Then those of us who are totally dependent on electricity, electromagnetism, and you know, all that kind of stuff. We're we're just we'll suddenly become low on the totem pole if we even survive it. Yes. It's terrible.
0: Yes. yes. And and I was born and raised in Miami. So I've gone through how can I say hurricanes where everything is gone, you know. And then and it's nothing like what you're talking about. And even then you realize how dependent we are in our modern society on what we take for granted. As in electricity in the home, electricity outside, you know your 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 traffic signs, everything. When all of that is gone, and uh, I mean, I even uh, was living down in South Florida where Andrew came through in '92. That that you know, it just and people don't realize. And even then, that was just a little part of South Florida. When I imagine that, when you're talking the entire United States, in other words, there's no cavalry to come and rescue anybody because everybody's in trouble. You know,
1: look, Marlene. Uh, like with the hurricanes, you know, people go buy you know cases of bottled water and stuff. Yeah. When when this hits our electric, uh, uh, you know, grid network, it's going to stop power to water pumps that, that pump water to your house and business. Yes. It's going to stop gasoline pumps that put you know gas mm-hmm. in your car. It's going yes. to stop uh, all your security systems that you've got on houses and business. It just it's going to hit hospitals and people on you know ventilators. You know, and oxygen. I', I let me- The interference is still going.
0: I'm telling you. And this is not normal. This is I'm telling everybody, every I've been um I've been out of this area for over a year, about a year. And I'm not kidding, this last 10 days has been crazy. And I was like, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I spoke to my uh internet provider and I said, What's going on? And they're like, Oh, everything is fine. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. But (laughs) anyway, let me try this again. After Hurricane Andrew in ninety two, they made the gas stations put in generators because exactly of what you you know described. Where without electricity, gas stations can't pump gas. Uh, the ones that were operating, um, of course, you know. Even though in ninety two, the use of uh, cellular phones were not that widespread. Uh, all right, thank God that Marlene is going to do her editing magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. To, make the, to reinforce a point that you were making, Stan, a lot of times we forget what, what you're describing will be gone for long lengths of time, <laughs> what that will do to our daily lives across the board, to everybody, you know. Well, you know um, like, in other w- like- w- words, I want to say there's no, um, you know, now they have different If you have, let's say, an emergency in one part of the country, people ship in their help or whatever they need, everybody will be in the same boat.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, If we blow any of our main transformers that supply power to cities, you know, on the grid, Mm -hmm. uh, if you blow one of those, and we've got hundreds of them out there, if you blow one of those, it takes two to three years to have China rebuild it and sell it to us.
0: Oh, Uh, my God. That's, you must, yeah. (laughs) You know, how, how crazy is that? I mean, ask? Well, the chip, right now we're suffering through a chip shortage. And that's what stopped the production of automakers use, using the US plants. But what we're talking here is much worse as far as even fixing the problem to begin with.
1: Well, we get 93% of the world's chips, you know, high, high grade chips are made in Taiwan. And uh, mm-hmm. China supplies a lot of the others. And of course, we use these chips from China and Taiwan in our military devices as well as, you know, civilian use. So we're totally at the mercy of the chip suppliers, wherever they are. And, That's a uh, scary thought. And China is breathing down the neck of Taiwan to take it over. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if that happens, I guarantee you, if we have a, a war be- between China and Russia and us, we'll lose real quick. I bet.
0: Very, it's almost without, the, without uh, just because they cut us off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder with all the chips that we have purchased in the past and have in our, you know, especially in our military, you know, subs and aircraft and missiles and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How many of these can be shut off with a command from China that we
0: don't even know about that's in the chips? Well, when was it the last about what was it? 2017 when we had a, a hurricane, I think it was Maria or Irma. It was Maria that came up through the state. I don't know if you remember the story that a lot of people with electrical cars and I want to say there were Teslas, but I'm not positive. I don't remember. They found out that the manufacturer went ahead and did something with the chip in the car that let them go further than they originally thought. And all these car owners were like, what do you mean? In other words, the manufacturer had a remote way of affecting ah. how far that electrical car could go.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is spooky. But yeah. people
0: are trying to leave the state. You know, people that were leaving Florida like, hey, I'm just going to leave and come back after it's over. Right. And all of a sudden they said, the manufacturer said, we did something like equivalent, I guess, to what, you know, when you do a download of, a, of an update or whatever, let's say, yeah. and to extend the distance that the car could go on, uh, I guess, on a full charge or whatever.
1: Yeah, and this was like news to the owners. Yeah, they could override that and let the, the battery discharge further than, than normal. They have a safety limit that they set, uh, you know, at the factory, mm-hmm. but they can override that. And you know we've we've seen uh, television shows based on remote control of your vehicle by other people. Yes. So
0: yeah. Yes. Definitely. And and which is along the lines of what you're describing that maybe we're going to find out the hard way. Hmm. Maybe like you said, something that was being used for years or was implemented years before. Well, let me
1: tell you this. My company, uh, we we have we make the MP shield over in Kansas at our factory there. And Tim and I, you know, were told by the government, cause we deal directly with the De- defense department and Homeland security and the CIA, but they told us don't let any of your parts that you need to build this, the shield for us come from non-American sources. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't depend on China and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, a couple of years back, we made sure that everything was clean, made in the United States or in our territories for that reason.
0: I was going to say, is there anybody left in the United States? That does this stuff. I hate to say it, but well, it sounds like they're all gone.
1: Well, we've we've got one or two uh, down the south and uh, okay. offshore one as well. But uh, you know, yeah. you can only prepare so much, and after that, you're at the mercy of you know fate. <laughs> it's,
0: well, it's it's going to be really. Um, I know it sounds very dystopian, like you see the, oh this is something I see in the movies. But what you're describing, it could go from just bad to really, really bad horrible as a matter of fact uh, and then uh when it's going to be it, it's some people it's going to be very horrible if they're dependent on technology which we mo- all of us are but mo- some people more than others
1: right um it's a good time for people i mean it's a bit late in the game but it's a good time for people to get uh, auxiliary solar power for their homes um or, or their trailer uh uh and wind power perhaps you know mm-hmm. or backup diesel and gasoline generators which will only last until you you know you have enough gas or gasoline or diesel to run it but yeah this is essential energy drives the entire universe you know energy everything well,
0: what was it yesterday or the day before it just so happened i heard is i'm always listening to different shows I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking listening hearing reading there was a lady who commented that she was trying to get solar panels in, installed in other words. And the manufacturer or the installer said, look, I cannot fulfill this order because I'm missing a chip or a part that's necessary to install this for you. So even for somebody that's, let's say, trying to do exactly what you're describing, hey, I'm going to start getting some solar panels installed. You might find you might have a problem because even now, how's that? Even now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I uh, took my uh, Toyota, which is an older car into the dealer to get, uh, you know, a monthly uh, or six monthly service, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And this was a couple of weeks back. And while I was standing there talking to the technician, I said, hey, how's your uh, used car market doing? Are you, are you, you know, new and used car mar- market both? He said, well, new cars, we're having problems because we can't get chips and they're just sitting out there in the yard because they can't ship them without the chips to run the computer and the car. And I said, "Well, how's your secondhand market used cars doing?" He says, huh. He says it's just like an auction, and you know they come in not just one person but a bunch wanting an old car, and they mm-hmm. will bid and outbid each other. I mean, we're getting yes. more for our used cars than we do for our new cars because they yes. work."
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes! Incredible. I've heard up here in North Florida, there's a where they have the auctions for the cars. You know, when you know insurance all the cars, they take them out there. Yeah, And I have people that I know that usually would go to these auctions to buy these cars that they take to these small dealerships, like used car dealerships. there's They're gone. They say that when you go to these auctions, you see the bidders fighting over on these used car lots. It's yeah. like a minor war because everybody's trying to get a hold
1: of these used cars. Well, you're hearing more than I am about that. I didn't realize you know, how bad it was across the country. I, I guess I was being myopic here, but uh, yeah. Yeah. That does hit the whole, uh, you know, world economy. Right, and
0: it's like, um, how can I tell you, it's almost like the fringes. I mean, obviously, everybody's hearing about, you know, what we see with these uh, boats, you know, these ships that are anchored out of Long Beach.
1: Offshore, yeah.
0: Offshore, and, you know, we hear all of this, and it's almost like the periphery of what's going on, but then you start encountering it here and there in real life. Yeah. And then what you're, you know, and as you get further along, unless something, I don't know, drastic happens, you could see that this is going to affect us more and more and more until.
1: If, if somebody's playing a massive chess game, you know, worldwide, mm-hmm. but particularly focused on the United States, I, I truly suspect that the Chinese and the Russians both have uh, artificial intelligence computers. You know, uh, the Chinese mm-hmm. just announced they had a quantum uh, computer. It was really, really fast. with artificial intelligence. Right. And that means it's a computer playing chess saying, do I hit... Their energy supplies now, or do I wait? Uh, you know, uh, two days and then hit their economy uh, another way. And you, you can see these things happening, but, and you can't, you you can't beat it because it is happening so fast. You know, this this computer does quadrillion computers. You know, seconds uh, uh, of stuff just before you blink your eye. And they're so massive now; they can track every human being and everything you're doing with all the feeds that they get of every human being on Earth real time. Yes, and that's absolutely. massive power yes. and, and that's what's attacking us right now is at the hands of our enemies um Stan, do
0: you think that is there you know i've heard of also the shifting of the magnetic poles do yeah. you think that's actually happening or is oh, this yeah. something somebody tweaking stuff it's now actually that, happening
1: that that takes a lot of energy and it is happening uh, it is part of the um realigning of our magnetic poles to where they used to be uh mm-hmm. in about 2345 bc according to our calculations here in the lab the, there was a large meteor uh, that hit the earth over uh, on the east coast, southeast coast of India. And it was at a very shallow angle, about 34 degrees, I think, something like that. And it shoved the whole crust of the earth into a new position. And you can see the, the path that the magnetic north pole made. If you look at Google Earth and go up to the north pole, where it is now, you'll see a, a cut, like a jagged tear, from there up to where the north pole should be. And it's gradually trying to return to that position. And at the same time, it's trying to reverse to flip-flop, which is rather interesting.
0: Right. I heard something that every five years is when they put out, like, basically a map, you know, as far as for the GPS use. But they've had to give it out sooner because it's changed. The GPS locators have shifted because of supposed, you know, of these changes in the magnetic, you know, because GPS uses the magnetic fields, you know, the basically to guide and guided so and um
1: well not only that the airports uh, florida wow. in particular on the east coast there they've been having to redraw magnetic you know redraw uh, runways to mm-hmm. adjust to the new magnetic north they've had to repaint them so yeah let me ask got... you
0: that this thing with the sun i just thought of this would it affect also all these satellites that we've got orbiting is are they going to go down too
1: some of them um they have hardened a number of them uh, because they knew that they would be encountering um you know shockwaves mm-hmm. from uh, the solar wind the plasma wind from the sun um, some that were not protected well enough or are aging may mm-hmm. have internal shorting and uh, come down uh you know right. start looking for big shooting stars i guess <laughs>
0: And hopefully it won't land in your yard or on your house.
1: Well, fortunately, most of them are small enough that they'll burn up before they hit the ground. They'll
0: burn up in the atmosphere, but still. No, I'm I'm thinking from the practical point of view that there's so many things that are tied, again, also into these satellites sometimes, depending on what they were put up there for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One of the things, the new generation of of, uh, kids that we have now, then uh, if you tell them, look at a paper map to see where you're going, they'll get
0: a look on their face. You know. know, like, what? Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, when, uh, I want to say a year ago, I went in and I bought, uh, you know, those uh, atlases, the ones that come in a book?
1: Yeah. bought yeah. one.
0: And I'm not kidding. I, 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 I use a GPS on my phone when I need to, but I remember once upon a time, you know, maps were the way to go. <laughs> this is what you used, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You learn to read maps. You yeah. learn to read maps. Exactly. Well, it's not
1: difficult, but it's just not thought of. I mean... Yeah. Uh, and people are going to have to go back to that point when the DMP uh, pulses that are that are coming either from, you know, bombs by our enemies blasting them up overhead to kill our magnetic, uh, you know, to kill our electronics or from the sun. Yeah. A nuclear so, pulse. Sorry. Go on.
0: Do you think, Sam, that this is, that the the, the solar flares, that this is inevitable? Or that it might happen, or what do you what do you think? are the possibilities of that? I mean, this is besides all the other things that is going on in our world. It's, like, but this well, sounds like a, a really the worst case scenario.
1: It will happen, and it will happen probably in the next ten years. And uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we're seeing this uh, these changes in the sun in what's called the nuclear equation for the sun, how it uh, it works. And in nineteen ninety seven, I think it was um out here in arizona the heliospheric lab there determined that there were two new ultraviolet frequencies coming out of the sun and you think well yawn, okay big deal but what it was saying is that the nuclear chemistry the equation was changing and it was doing what we didn't expect we, we thought the sun would keep continuing like it has been for yonks mm-hmm. now it has gotten worse since then there have been other uh, spurious uh, signals coming from the sun now even the bible I, you know in the book of revelation and in the old testament i've talked about the sun emitting a cloud around it and dip, you know, dimming the light from the sun and making things kind of orange red, you know, out in the solar system because of the light being diminished and this cloud gets blown away. And then we have a tremendous burst of high energy, seven times brighter than the sun now hit the planet. And one third of our planet, according to the biblical prophecies, will be mm-hmm. burned. The, or the, you know, the, the fish will die in the sea, the green earth, green, you know, green trees, everything will catch fire in that one burst. And the reason they say a third of the planet is because it's quick i mean a, a third of the planet at any point in time facing the sun you know it's the direct radiation hits about a third of the surface area and so that's another reason i think because i see all the other signs in the prophecies about what's happening with our world that this this falls into line scientifically what we're seeing in the sun's bad behavior it's it's spooky
0: yes i'm thinking my mind is just going in and i know i'm a pretty i consider myself an optimist you know but it is what it is you know the it's almost like uh you said um even i imagine parts of the world or or cultures which are less dependent on technology are going to fare better in the sense that they're surviving without the use of all the technology that makes life much easier for us but yeah when, when it goes away right away like all of a sudden
1: well, look at toilet paper. That went not short supply. It'll go again. Yeah, in India and, and some, in Africa and stuff like that, they yeah. uh, use a small amount of water or leaves or whatever and right. uh, wash themselves, and that's it. Uh, yes. They laugh at us for being dependent on paper, which chews up a lot of trees. But anyway, um, yes. yeah, that simple little thing nearly threw us into chaos. Toilet paper
0: exactly yes Scott if anybody that, that was that was the year of I know there was so there, there was a lot of great memes about that but yeah it's incredible what we put up there at the at the peak of importance of things that you well, must have yeah around our house
1: because we deal in preparing for emergencies uh, we we even discussed how to get a you know disposal rub, rubber gloves or ones that you you wash and a little pan of water and do just like you do in India and wash yourself yeah. you know how to do it uh, you know, it's the backup plan, but most no. people don't have a backup plan.
0: No, I, I've, I've got, well, I, I put in for what it's worth. We have a generator, uh, mm. uh one that's with propane right. and plus, I also have a well that that's hand pumped. Well, you know, good. that I don't need any electricity to pump water out. Excellent. Because yes, when you, uh, because I've lived where the, the water coming in is, Fueled by electricity, and when that goes, guess what? Not only do you not have electricity, you have no water. Absolutely, and people don't realize how important that is. Yes, exactly, exactly. <clears throat>
1: when I was over in Tanz- uh, Tanzania, oh, 2018, I believe it was, when I went over um, yeah, up in the angoro Plateau, I met with a lot of the Maasai and the Datoga tribes and things to see how they dealt with water every day. And they would take the young women, that was their duty was to take, if they had burrows, to take them with them with containers and go to the nearest, you know, spring and load up these containers, which are usually about five gallons each. And they, the girls could carry maybe one or two of those, you know, back home. And they might have to travel an average of two or three miles to and from the water source. And that was their job just to get that many gallons of water Mm -hmm. to the family. And you got to cook and and you got to wash with that and you got to drink it for water and and, you know the average person needs a gallon to gallon and a half of water a day so it starts to get very difficult you know i mean while i was over there even we we had bottled water because there were there were vendors for bottled water all over the place Mm -hmm. and it was like gold over there
0: i believe it people don't understand the importance of water you know for animals for plants for us um and if all of a sudden and here we're talking of course an urban setting especially where you know if something like that happens all of that's going to get impacted as well that hey you can't turn on the faucet there's no water yeah and of course all the stores will be closed
1: yeah yeah, in fact, that's you know we're going to approach that point pretty quick anyway because of the drought and because of uh, lack of supplies because of those forty to forty-five ships that are you know off our west coast uh, that can't get in with their their load their cargo to get uh, dispersed throughout the United States. I mean, the smaller you know mom and pop grocery stores are probably really hurting and closing up yeah. now already. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I, uh, I want to ask you. I want to now that you mentioned that, what do you think, Stan, is really causing the, the, these ships not coming in
1: or not being able to
0: dock and disperse their
1: goods. It's bad management here in the country. I mean, when you're paying people to stay at home and not work, which the government is doing at the moment, Mm -hmm. uh, there's no incentive to go work. So you don't have workers, you know, qualified workers, which they had before they went home and stayed home because they were getting paid. This is the the first part of it. And when you interrupt the chain like that, it has Mm -hmm. a domino effect everywhere. And you don't just turn on the spigot and say okay we're not going to pay you anymore go back to work it doesn't happen that way it, it takes months to get everything back up to try to get the goods delivered to where they're, they're supposed to be we've got a very bad end of year coming very bad
0: and the reason why i asked you that is and, I, and maybe i'm i'm thinking you know you're thinking these are major corporations that supposedly you know you would think have some type of department that forecasts this where they could say okay you know what even though maybe mm-hmm. Long Beach is the closest one, let's say if they're coming in from Asia, okay, maybe we need to send this ship to another port like to get Florida. this in there. Like and it Florida. seems like what? Nobody's doing <laughs>
1: Well, Well, what DeSantis said, you didn't you say you send your ship yeah. over to, to Florida? You know, uh-huh. um, smart move. Um, but understand that the United States is under attack. Uh, yes. You know, this I has know been that. in the making for 60 years at least. And mm-hmm. the Soviets started, the Chinese got on board as they got more industrialized. And what they've done is form a plan to attack the castle of the United States and starve us out. You know, we're, we're going to kill each other in civil war here shortly. And while we're doing that, Russia and China are gonna come in, take out our electronics, you know, EMP pulse bombs, uh, troops on the ground, on both ports, you know, we're so eager to get uh, ships into the West coast that any of these sea tankers could come out with tanks in them and, and just roll them out and we're done. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, so. And I've heard of that. I've, I've heard of that theory as, uh, and, and I guess when you've been alive for a little bit longer, <laughs> when you lived where you've, I want to say maybe in the last, what, 40 years, all this onslaught, like I tell everybody, you know, I lived in a house where you had one landline that was fine and you didn't suffer for it, you know? Yeah. You had an AC in the room when you went to bed and you used the fan. And it like you didn't feel I went to school, there was no AC. We just had windows open. Right. (laughs) I I didn't feel deprived, is what I'm saying. And, um, you know, then of course, you know, we came in with, of course, the pagers and the telephones. And then it took off from there. And then, you know, internet, computers, et cetera, et cetera. And I know a lot of people find it difficult that life without these things, but it does occur. And you don't feel like I never felt like, oh, I'm missing out. I lived in a major city and, I just think that I, I have I have seen though what you're describing as far as, even though it might look like something recent that's occurring as far as what's impacting us, the, the, uh, the, the economy of the country and a lot of other things. I think I agree with you totally that that's been well, done very slowly and, and insidiously. If I'm-
1: In the late 50s, my father and his brothers and their families uh, and myself, I was old enough to, to help. We started trying to alert people to what was happening in our Mm -hmm. education of our seminaries being infiltrated to the educational uh, system, which is, you know, the next generation, which they were training with bad information. And Mm -hmm. we've been trying to warn people, you know, publishing books, uh, making lectures. And, you know, for a while, you might get a million people on board saying, yeah, okay, you know, you're right. We ought to do something. And and then they go back to sleep. Uh, It's too big a problem, you know. And now that we're faced with a problem where we cannot through the normal electoral process change the government the way we need it we've got oh, no. 15 months more of this insanity in the white house yes. and it's illegal you know uh, managing of yes. our country and uh, in that time the only way to make change is going to be by force and this is going to create the civil war that we don't want i mean that's of why not. Uh, why president trump has uh, held back uh, look we at our factory, you know, his number one guy that used to be the head of, you know, acting head of ICE um, has set up and, and uh, you know, they even advertise our product. And and he and Trump have meetings, you know, lunch every now and then together, the, the families. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you that what this is part of the reasoning is they had to hold back because until, say, like 70% of the population, no matter whether you're Republican or Democrat, but where 70% of the popular opinion said, we have to get rid of these guys. They're attacking the United States, they're, they're treasonous. Until that happens, you can't dare make a move because you'll just tear the country apart. You're still going to have, you know, problems if you do it at that point. But we're very close to the point where something has to be done.
0: Right. I know. And and, and I think a lot of people feel that way. And if you're a sane person, that excludes the ones that are not, which unfortunately there's more of them than we thought um you're you are can not
1: fix stupid either
0: no well okay <laughs> yeah i'm being nice I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put i'm gonna put that in the uh you know mental illness or insane or whatever you want to call it psychopathic right um right. tab whatever um yeah I, I think that us normal you know normal in the sense that hey we're not into destruction we're into creation we we have You know everybody is live and let live i want to say for lack of a better word because i tell everybody i remember where you would um whatever your political beliefs were whatever religious everybody was living let live you know you would never ever disturb if if one of your neighbors had any type of political sign on their yard you would never hear of anybody absolutely touching that that was like hey this is america yeah everybody's entitled to have whatever and it was fine and it was like this is this is the United States I know, right? And I think, and I think I'm not alone. And I think that's why a lot of us are going, huh? <laughs> I tell everybody, if anybody would have told me back in December of 2019 what was going to come out in the next 18 months, I said, no, that's not going to happen. Are you crazy? No. I know. <laughs> <Are you> cra- <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about call. Oh, Believe up, it here oh. in
1: our neighborhood. They were driving around with trucks and guys jumping out and stealing your signs. If you yeah, were that's what I'm somewhere.
0: saying. I, yeah. I've never, I've never. I to me that look at, I look at the, I I remember looking at these stories and then thinking it's that's unrecognizable what is that what is that <laughs> um and uh that was the norm how's that this is the norm of how I grew up in as far as uh, respect for your other other citizens that you live with even if you didn't like them even if you didn't agree with them whatever the case yeah. might be um and I want to say that that belief bound Americans together, and now I think that a lot of people are. I mean, I now I think that they're getting over the the the, the shock of it. And um, I agree with you that a lot of that this is this is uh, even though it looks recent, it's been how can I say a setup for a long time. Education
1: is the main thing. You know, oh, yes. when you put that into the children that become a, a young adults and then middle-aged yes. and they have their children, if you've programmed them for this socialist takeover,
0: they're gonna be easy,
1: fair prey. And, and that's I, where I, we are
0: now. I tell everybody, I, I went through 12 years of Catholic school, uh, you know, through, uh, one through 12 and then, you know, I went to I went to a local college right out, right out when I graduated. And I remember this was 1978, I wanna date myself. And I remember I was sitting in one class, I cannot remember, I think it was either a, a civics class or something, one of these requirements. The professor and I'm listening to him, and I'm Cuban American. My family's Cuban, so this gives you. I'm listening to him. He says something: the Great Trotsky, and I, uh-huh. I remember I was writing this. This is the time that you were writing your notes. I was like, the Great Trotsky, uh-huh. and I was like, this is '78, right? And this is a local community college. We're not talking. And, and he, he was he was serious, like he, he was great. He, yes, it, it like is in serious, the great, and he was making some point. I, f- I forgot the point he was trying to make, but I do remember that he's in the great Trotsky. And I remember looking up like, like I looked at him like, what is, is he really mean it? And, and I remember it, I was like, huh? and I was like, oh. And, and this uh, was many, many, many years ago.
1: And now then, of course, when we get the thing that happened in the Virginia election where they're yes. saying, look, you're not allowed to tell us what to teach your children. I'm thinking, no. oh, boy, are you behind the times? <laughs> yes, exactly
0: exactly Uh, and this is my point being that even though now it's gotten more uh exposure if you want to call it that it's been happening but at a very under i don't want to say underground but under the surface it's been it's been happening it's been happening um and you know you you, i'm gonna say for one, one of my last jobs i was an investigator for the state and i'm not gonna say which department but Right. I saw it in a lot of the way things were handled um, that I was like, okay, that's weird. You know, it, it's things that you, to you that you that This is that, this isn't sound right. but when you're doing a job, you have to do the job. All yeah. right. But there's a part of you that this is like, this is not right. This is like, you know, a lot of things. And this was what, maybe last time around, maybe eight years ago, eight, something like that. Um, so the, some of these things that have been occurring have been, oh, oh, we've always been swirling in different parts of whether, and, and like everybody says now, it's in in the governments, in the universities, in the entertainment industries. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, entertainment. Everywhere.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to say right now, I'm, I'm going to say because I'm a Catholic. I'm, I'm, I'm not the most ardent Catholic, but I grew up with this Pope. It's like, what is this, Jesuit? When yeah. we get back to what we're talking about, what you were saying, as far as what's court. happening with the Jesuits and what their agenda has been. Yeah. Uh, it's very, I look at that and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, we know I, we, I knew that from the beginning, even when he was named as a Pope, he was very welcome by the, um, I remember when he came in, he visited the United States, hmm. all the, uh, the, the major news channels were like plotting him because he came in instead of a big car, this little car. And I yeah. was like, usually they don't pay this much attention when the Pope visits. Like, yeah, what is this?
1: And well, remember yeah. the, 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 there's prophecies in the church. The last uh, Pope would betray the flock and we're there now, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people feel betrayed. I'll tell you that much. Uh, a lot I, of uh, I, I look I at him, so. And uh, um, let me, um, a lot of I'm going to, segue off a little bit because I know that you've done work, looked into the field or worked in that field of Atlantis. Right. Okay. Do you think that what happened to Atlantis has anything similar to what we might go through?
1: Hmm. Do you mean the destruction of it or the way it was? Yeah, organized? the
0: destruction, whether it was technology or an event like this, maybe well, a
1: I've studied a lot about Atlantis and, and the, what we can find in the writings of Plato and some other, you know, adjacent type writings in that period. And the, apparently, they they coated uh, their streets with oracalcum metal, and they made uh, eating utensils, plates, and forks and stuff out of this oracalcum which has a high content of red lead in it, which would have driven them crazy over a period yes. of time. Um, the destruction of Atlantis. Uh, there's kind of this lost part of that um, at the end of the uh, Plato documents um, the gods from decided to punish uh, Atlanteans from inside the earth well my research has shown that Atlantis is the Saudi Peninsula it, it used to be separated from Europe by a waterway over in Turkey and of course the the Suez you know area there as well but it was an island and um, it was destroyed by the impact of a large meteor that caused the great flood in the Bible. And this okay. impacted at 2345 BC as close as we can calculate. And it caused the Saudi plate. Like if this is the Mediterranean, this is the Indian ocean. It caused that part of the Saudi plate to drop down and to raise it up over here, about 1,650 feet. We've been able to, to look at the watermarks over here in the mountains, over in Turkey. And it buried this part here in a lot of sand and stuff. And so when I was doing my research, I did find, you know, oil reports that talked, they couldn't understand where the meteor was that caused this, but they knew that the meteor hit the Indian Ocean somewhere and had thrown a backwash up covering Oman, which was in this part of Saudi Arabia, uh, was two miles deep of ocean bottom. And that had hit the, the thin crust of the planet so hard that it caused the crust to split, you know, sorry to move and to start expanding. The whole planet started to expand from this impact and in the Chinese and uh, Egyptian uh, you know, astronomical records, they show that the sun used to rise in the West twice in recorded history. And that was because of the, of the crust being in a different position. Now you can move the crust of the earth without as much energy as you'd have to move to shift the whole ball, the mm-hmm. core underneath that crust. And recently in the last two years, they've announced publicly that they've found a layer all over the planet underneath the crust Which is kind of a soft chalky like rock that acts like a ball bearing and and minor impacts on the the skin or the crust of the earth can cause the skin or the crust to shift Shift. and that was that was the backwash and the impact of that is what destroyed uh, atlantis now part of it is resurfaced in that the the mediterranean side of the saudi peninsula is up 1650 feet so in the mountains there and along the the levant where you have uh, lebanon and israel um, and, the, and Syria, at, at the, uh, above uh, uh, the Lebanon, they have found uh, remains of civilizations that were more advanced. And the giants in the Bible—they uh, mm-hmm. they were hybrids. They were chimera's that were formed in Atlantis, but they survived the flood. Okay, now, I know. I know you might think that this is, uh, you know, denying that the whole world was was killed, but it wasn't. If mm-hmm. you didn't read the Hebrew, there was the local area was inundated and mountains were sunken there and things like that. But uh, uh, the the survivors of this, you know, Atlantean crossbreeds uh, formed uh, tribes like uh, the Fraim the and uh, Zamzovim and uh, uh, the the king of Bashan, which was part of the Glen Heights now and, and down into northern Jordan. The king of Bashan had a bed. It was 18 feet long and uh, goliath and his four brothers you know they were big fellows, and they were the product of this crossbreeding now you know by the fallen ones there under poseidon uh, is what they call him in the greek mm-hmm. um, the biblical records do show that at least 12 maybe 200 angels came down to earth on uh mount hermon which is just above damascus and that's how they divided up the earth and they, they went around and Poseidon was just one of those over Saudi Arabia believe, but was the equivalent over in uh, you know South America and in North America and you know in China. All okay. these places had these these super beings there. Look at why the Greeks built ten super cities to worship their their gods, their little demigods, you know like uh, mm-hmm. Hercules and all that kind of stuff. The, they built these not in Greece, but in Israel, northern Israel, and over into Northern Jordan. And one of the cities is, you know, like I've visited a couple of them there, but there's one called um, Gaudet, I think it is, just south of, of the, uh, uh, which you see, um, it, it's a lake, uh, Lake Galilee, uh, you know, up in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the name of that town was what uh, um, Plato's document told about one of the sons of Poseidon. That was his capital, which was, Uh, just below the gates of uh, Heracles, which was up in Turkey, uh, you know, so all these things fit together and there were some survivors. And that's why, that's why uh, God told Joshua when he entered into the promised land with the, you know, with the tribes go kill this, uh, this little village here with all of its animals and its people, its its babies, wipe them out, burn everything, kill them because they had the, the giant gene, the the Nephilim type gene still. And so, this was the mop-up that God was having Joshua do in the Promised Land get rid of all of them there. There's just so many things that come into, into focus once you dig into the Hebrew and put Atlantis there and how they crossbred with our Adamic man.
0: Stan, do you think when we talk about the Nephilim or angels or anything like that, do you think that we're talking about spiritual as in angelic beings or are we talking extraterrestrial origins?
1: Well, when you say extraterrestrial off the I'm earth I'm going to say
0: off planet not 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 the you know how we always think of an angel as in angelic part of heaven or god or that Yeah. And then you know then you hear of course you know all that that there's the that maybe they were being mistaken for for gods or whatever and basically they were extraterrestrials.
1: Well, look at this the Bible tells you there're at least three levels to existence upper heaven middle heaven you know lower uh, levels we're in about a middle level god's in a level above us in a concentric universe and mm-hmm. the physics may be a bit you know eye crossing but basically we live in the same space but not at the same time frame as okay. the heavens above us and the, the the to home the uttermost depth beneath us and there are different energy levels on atoms in each of these levels those coming from the upper level, which some of them were cast out and came down and bred with our women, those came down when they came through the gateway, The, um, the well, I'll just call it the gateway anyway, to our level. They were bright and burning because uh, they weren't being consumed by fire, but they were so energetic. Their atoms were coming from mm-hmm. the upper levels. That it was very bright, and anything that they touched would either be electrocuted or burned until they discharged this energy. That's why Jesus told Mary in the garden after he, he arose, Oh, wait, 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 don't touch me, for I have not yet ascended. Because he was going to, he was being energized to go up, meet the Father, and come back for that 40 days where he met with the, apostles, the disciples and told them where to go. Um, so that, yeah, that's off the earth in, in that mm-hmm. respect. But it is just kind of parallel to us, and we don't realize it. And when when people speak of ghosts, which I'm sure you've discussed on your show, Mm -hmm. uh, when these things come into a room, the room gets cooler. Why? Because they're at a lower energy level in their atoms. When they come into ours, punch in through the gateway there, they draw energy out of the room. They're like like an ice cube coming into the room. Mm -hmm. And that's why, because the different
0: levels of existence have different densities of energy on the atoms. Right. And the reason why I asked you that is... Because, you know, you always think of spiritual or angelic beings is, I don't how can you say if something can actually procreate with a human woman, you know, you're thinking, okay, this has to be a physical being yeah, in order to be able to procreate versus yeah. what we think of as a heavenly, you know, if it's up in the heavens, it's not corporeal. It's, you know, that's I know. why I asked you um, if, you know, and, and again, that's the big question mark. Nobody... really knows for sure or it could be both you know maybe we had angelic beings and uh along the way let me ask you what do you think as far as extraterrestrials do you think that they have or are among us
1: oh definitely but uh not from other like planets i think they're from a parallel dimension above us They've, they've been cast down because of the war in the heavens if you okay. read it in the Bible, you know, there was a, a, a war in the heavens and it's ongoing and finishing shortly. And the last battle will be fought here on the earth. And these beings from the upper levels, when they come through the, the gateway, uh, what do they call that thing? The um, well, anyway, the veil, they call it the veil in mm-hmm. the Bible. When they come through the veil, they will be uh, they'll materialize as solid here and they will have, okay. you know, uh, knowledge and powers above what we've got. People will be impressed with that i think this is the last great deception that the bible speaks of that jesus mentioned that do not be fooled by these coming saying they are you know messengers of light and you know they created the messiah me and all that kind of stuff don't Mm -hmm. be fooled by that and this is this goes to the extraterrestrial alien ufo concept that we're being fed by hollywood and books Uh, in the cosmic conspiracy book i wrote in seventy eight and in the last edition in 2010 i explained this great deception at the end of it beware of the ufos coming as your elder brothers from space and all this you know happy mm-hmm. times they're going to get rid of the illuminati they're going to get rid of the you know the rich bankers and all the bad people on the earth and all the other aliens and little gray critters that you know abduct you and hurt you and that kind of stuff and people are going to go oh hey they look like us they're friendly you know, yeah great stuff let's have a world government under them and that's what's coming you know paraphrase it very quickly let me ask
0: you do you think that they, they could use the alien, the supposed UFO threat also for the same mean, you know, the, the means to the end of let's all unite, you know, because of course a lot of times we exchange security for being overly pe- regulated. <laughs> well, Do you think pe- that they could turn around and use the supposed UFO threat along those lines?
1: Yeah, but when you say they, the established government- I'm going to
0: say as in, well, let's say- uh, Because I tell everybody, you know, you want to, you want everybody to unite, (laughs) make us all humans, (laughs) you know, as in a UFO threat, and then everybody's like, oh, Um, where that will be the 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 excuse if you want to call it that, an excuse to okay, we're going to keep you safe, but in exchange, we're going to have to implement these sets of regulations or laws or whatever you want to call them.
1: Well, yes and no. What when you say they, the existing governments and things you're talking? Governments. I mean,
0: sometimes it's. It's beyond. But, I don't want to say plural governments. Or all
1: right, all right. But if you look at all the governments of the planet, try to pick one which has a system that you trust. I was <laughs> uh, <ain't> nobody. They're <laughs> going to get rid of all those. The aliens. Right. Or the, the followers are going to come. They're going to appoint their man to run their government of the earth, so that mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, you've gotten rid of all these people that were putting regulations on us. All you've got new medicine. All we got to do is just, you know, support the new world order." And you right. Know, Get the mark, and uh, hey, you know everything's fine,
0: and you'll be okay. Well, you'll be you'll be protected,
1: right? And and um, this is this is what is happening is that the, uh, the the groundwork is being made for the aliens, quote unquote aliens, to mm-hmm. come and save the earth from all of the bad dudes that are controlling the earth at the moment. And people will That's- cheer. I mean, people that don't know any better in the Christian community will say, "Oh, look, we got rid of all these anti-Christian people here and anti-Jewish, oh. and wow." you know yeah. great time did you ever see the the, the movie uh, v or the series v in the 70s yes yes i do okay. i do remember that, that guy that guy put into you know movie format what the book of revelation warns against and this great mm-hmm. deception you know they were looking like humans but they were really lizards underneath you know yes. under, uh, underneath the skin and i found so many parallels in that I, i've written to the to kenneth johnson the author several times and not gotten the response but he he did a great work in trying to tell the Bible in a secular way. What's yes. coming?
0: Yeah, and like that's, a sci-fi, yeah. a sci-fi series. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think that's what we're going to see here shortly. We're we're seeing more and more reports on the mainstream about UFOs, aliens. Uh,
0: that's a first. I mean, usually it's like you're not And uh, and yeah, I was. Uh, I had started watching the uh, the the that program, the Project Blue Book, and I know it's not entirely accurate yeah but you can see where you know when you're looking at it with a certain perspective you know where it's leading or what the i mean it's good entertainment it's interesting but you know where it's heading you know what what the aim of it is yeah um and it goes and it's going exactly in the direction that you just described
1: yeah yeah and you know once you know the the plot you see it everywhere that this deception is is coming through the the media through the everything, you know, churches even. And there are going to be a lot of churches that are fooled by this. As I say, Mm -hmm. unless you're very careful and read the scriptures, you know, and and look at current events in light of that, you're going to miss it. You're going to be fooled.
0: Well, I think that what happens, I hate to say it, is that many, many people don't want to see it because they're used to their comforts and, uh, how can I say, structure and, you know, don't want to be challenged. They just want to live this life. This, their, their, their. They're, how there's their structure. How's that? Yeah. You know, um, and I, a lot. There's a lot of people like that. It's unfortunate, but it is. And you can't make somebody see something or admit to seeing it. If they don't. If they don't say yeah, they
1: they well, they're willfully the, blind. Here's the good news, though. That they're they're willfully blind, and they're going to be frightened when things you know happen like that. But mm-hmm. uh, the good news is that the Messiah Jesus says if you believe in me and trust in me then i will take care of you and you know you some in the during the tribulation period that's coming some people will be beheaded and, and, and die for their faith but still you will be saved into an everlasting life with him that's the good news and the, even better news is if you study the scriptures this theory of the rapture is correct there will be a time when the believing followers no matter where they are will all be caught up into the heavens in like that a fraction of a second And that's really, really good news. The the, the good news in the long term is that if you are in this situation on the earth where you're being marked and chased and persecuted, know that God will help you in those times, whether Mm -hmm. it's in an easy death or whether it's in escaping the the persecution, whatever. He's still there caring for us. And, you know, I don't care what religion you are, basically, as long as you know God and his son, then be encouraged. That's the good news.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, and I, I think, but like I said, there's a lot of people that um, it boils down. They don't want to rough it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's basically what it boils down to. They don't want to rough it, and um, and I don't don't get me wrong. I'm into creature comforts. You know, yeah. I'm not going to say, <laughs> like Sorry. I said, I grew up without the air conditioner. And now you take me with my AC and I'm like real wimp, you know, like, oh, it's so hot. So I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm like, I'm out there roughing it. If, but if I have to, I have to, I have made plans. I, you know, yeah. I do have a fallback thing, you know, to. Have you ever
1: been camping and slept on a cot?
0: Oh God, yes, I've I've done. I it. hurt
1: the next morning after that. It's,
0: oh man, Always. let me tell you. So you feel, if, especially if you don't, even if you sometimes on a sleeping bag, you feel every little rock, every little pebble, every little yep. thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's. But. Um, yeah, yeah, and the older it,
1: you get, the worse it is. Let me tell you. Oh
0: man, let me. T- I, I I it's like, you know, you're like, oh, you know, let me let me go get that eight milligram, eight hundred milligram ibuprofen quick.
1: <laughs> yep. 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 It does work. I, I have a healthy stock of that now even. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've got, you know, but, uh, yeah, for anybody that's been alive for a while, you're looking at, you know, if you do this, this is historic, you know, the movie in your head about everything you're like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, so, Some people don't know any better. If you've been alive for 20 or 25 years, you don't know, you know, uh, how much well, things have really truly changed. So,
1: unless we get help, what happens? You know, the 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 Christians. Unless we get help, the uh, the new government is going to be so all controlling that you won't be able to have your house and stuff. You won't be able to own things. You won't be able yes, to. Yes, I her, that, that, that 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 we're um, hoping that we're not here for that.
0: <laughs> no, let me tell. I I tell everybody. um, even the they the you know, if you see the news, you know, you, you look at the the businessmen as far as the restaurants and everything it was Florida we got, we, we, we dodged the bullet pretty much, but still, but even the local business people here that sometimes employ a couple of people, they're hurt because they don't even have the couple of people to do like little jobs. I mean, it's not just your regular businesses that open, it's trickled down into anybody that's trying to make a living any which way yeah and um it's it's incredible it's not just regular businesses that open their doors just it just worked its way down and and um even in my community i i try to give work to local uh businessmen yeah and um you know it's uh yes we'll try to get out there or yeah but i may it might take me three weeks to and it all comes back to that point of origin, which is things that have happened in the last 18 months. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I see that uh, it, you have to be blind not to see it anyway, Stan, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It has been absolutely wonderful. We could talk about so many things, but yeah. um, it's, it's been a real eye opener. It just dovetails with what's been happening uh, when we talked about what's going on with the sun and I know a lot of people don't want to think about that happening, but it's a possibility.
1: Well, it, it is a possibility. And, uh, even if it doesn't fully manifest what right. we're talking about in dare to prepare, you know, Holly's book about preparing for emergencies of various kinds. It's, it, it's important to prepare your home to weather these things, you know, for energy, for food, water, and that kind of stuff. And it, mm-hmm. on the, the, the soul side of it, the spirit side, the cosmic conspiracy talks about the, the, uh, uh ufo deception and uh, what your options are you know how to yes. how to prepare for that and uh, that's all we've done for gosh several decades here is to try to warn people and, and help them get prepared spiritually <laughs> yes. and physically
0: exactly and to be more self-sufficient yeah yeah i think there's also a, sometimes a lack of that uh because we've gotten used to
1: 911
0: <laughs> and that's yeah. it and within five minutes and the people can just forget that part. They can just kiss that goodbye. As once they start saying, "Well, if that's if if I do that," but that's not really an option. What am I gonna do? Then you're, then then they start thinking of alternatives. But if they never go down that path in their mind, uh, what if all these if things in the infrastructure supposedly of where I live at is not there available to me? Then what do I do?
1: It's like like we're living in the wild west, but now where yeah. you're out on the prairie, you know, as a pioneer. Yeah and you have to get your food you have to protect your house against the indians and whatever else and against yeah. the, the elements that's that's what we're coming to
0: yeah and and the nearest sport is a day's ride right away <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh Stan for I'm for because, uh, uh, for my podcast listeners what is your website address uh
1: standeo.com s t a n d e y o.com
0: yes and as everybody and, knows i will put a link to your website on the credits of the show Thank you. And again, I want to thank you so much. It's been absolutely fascinating to speak to you.
1: It's been a good evening. Thank you, Marlene.
0: Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. Wow. This has been so interesting. I have loved speaking to him because guess what? He is talking about what's going on right now for us right this moment. And you know, um like i said before you know a lot of the shows that i bring on when we talk about paranormal and ghosts and ufos and cryptids and sometimes i think of it as entertainment as like let's let's because sometimes reality can be harsh for us don't get me wrong compared to some of the problems that people in other parts of the world face it's like first world problems but regardless this is our existence okay i'm talking if you live in a modern society whatever um stressed out for variety of reasons um and to me the entertainment is like you know sometimes it just uh gives you a chance to think or listen to other things besides what's going on uh in the news and you know everything that's going on around us has affected us so much i want to say like in the last 18 months besides the the usual stuff that we deal with uh, living um but then it's good you know uh to talk to somebody like stan Because uh, we see this this very thing with the sun, you know, the the, the flares and everything, how this has been going on, something that's being measured. That video that I showed, that video is from NASA. NASA is the one that provides that on their website so that you can uh, basically uh, look at it. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can get it over there. Again, let me see. Hold on. Here it is. And as you can see by the time lapse at the bottom, okay, it starts around like October 30th, and it, you know, it's going through each day. And um, you can see even now, you can see that big flare coming up right in the middle and things like that and these are the things that he's talking about and i had heard about this before but not with so much detail uh as a matter of fact you know i had heard more about you know if if um somebody did something emt wise as far as um you know frying all our uh all our electronics not from the sun but i'm talking mad May source You know, and, uh, uh, you know, anybody that's listened to me for a while knows that I am in the eternal optimist. I am. Uh, and I believe in human beings. But at the same time, I'm going to say we owe it to ourselves to be prepared up to a certain point. And by this, uh, I, I'm not an alarmist. I'm not. But I think that if anything has become apparent for anybody that's been alive for the last 18 months, is that things can change very, very rapidly and unexpectedly. My point being that some, and like I said, you know, I grew up in South Florida where we had the hurricanes and you had to prepare. And, you know, I know what it's like to la- live without electricity, but that was it. It was just a little part of the country, a little. And you knew, you know, like, you know, when uh hurricane, what was it? Was it Irma Maria came through and I didn't have electricity for over a week. You know, I could go to my son's house and I took a shower there. He had electricity. In other words, you it I was roughing it but not that bad you know it's not the same as when you have it in your house but now can you imagine when there is no neighbor no family member no from other parts of the country are going to come in and bring in help or supplies or whatever as i remember um you know whenever we would get these hurricanes churning out in the atlantic that looked like they were going to come to florida you know i remember all the governors Whoever was the governor at that time would tell everybody with good reason, hey, you need to have at least uh, 72 hours worth of food and water there. Uh, because there was a lot of people that were expecting like, you know, because it take it would take that much time if if it was bad enough. And like I said, I, I lived through Hurricane Andrew for supplies or help to arrive. Okay. And even then, you had a lot of people that were like, they were out in left field. And it's like, man, what, what were you thinking? Uh, despite what you see you know how they show you know like and whenever they tell something's coming to South Florida or wherever and then you see the shelves are empty you would think okay everybody's prepared. there's a lot of people that forget it they were just thinking the government or whoever the county whatever you know whoever the city is gonna come and take care of me and um that's not the case that is not the case at all uh, as a matter of fact, I remember one time, this was when uh, Katrina, because Katrina, you know, made a stop in South Florida before ending up in, in, uh, in New Orleans. But when it came into Miami, it came in like as a category one. And I remember uh, a next door neighbor, she was renting and she was a single mom. She had two little kids and she had nobody. She didn't, what was it? I think the landlord had left some of the plywood in the yard, but she didn't have anybody to put it up. She was by herself, you know, as neighbors, we went over there and we, you know, my sons and everything, and we helped her, you know, so that she would have the windows covered. You know, she had some big uh, windows in the house and things like that with an older home. And, you know, but that she was great. We were happy to help because that's what neighbors are for. But what I'm saying is that um, sometimes people don't make they're not prepared as much as they can for what's going to happen all right and even now you know with with this um you know luckily we're where i'm at uh yeah you know i've never really seen b- bear uh shells per se i mean right now recently like today i went and i went to buy some uh, dog food guess what? There was a lot, parts of the shelves were empty that that's, I've never seen that before ever, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Marley, you're reading too much. Yeah. You buy something else or whatever. It's not like there's nothing there, but I'll tell you what, before that I bought two 50 pound bags, of dog food that by the way, in a, in a pinch, you can even give dog food to your chickens. I have them put away in my shed hundred pounds worth of dog food because I'm thinking, you know, if you're one of these, besides yourself and maybe your family, the humans, if you have pets, hello. And um, like I said, uh, I've got a a well that doesn't run on electricity with a hand pump. uh, Besides having a generator with propane in it, you know, one of those automatic ones. Uh, And, you know, and, and but believe it or not, I'm and I don't consider myself like, you know, a so-called prepper, but I have prepped. How's that? Uh, because it's like I don't want to because I've lived through what that's like. And that was an, a minimal inconvenience as far as like being, you know, a hurricane. But basically, once you left that area where, let's say, the electricity was down, it wasn't like you were. It was no man's land. But I'm thinking, what if no man's land is everything? all of the u.s. or part of the u.s. and i'm seeing now and it's like part of me maybe like i said before 2000 end of night 2019 i said you know okay yeah but but now anything is possible i i I don't want to say no that's impossible because right now a lot of things that before i thought were impossible are possible and um yeah we've I have my chickens, obviously, everybody hears about my chickens, which I would never kill and eat, but still, I get eggs, I've planted fruit trees, Uh, we're starting right now, we're going to do some vegetables now for the fall, you know, and even though, because like I said, we've been here barely a year, so basically, it's now that we're getting, but all these things are, things that in the back of my mind, what's the worst that can happen, that none of this comes to pass, okay, no big deal, no, 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 nothing wrong with that, but uh the alternative which would be that something or some version of it does happen at least i've got something to feed us help a neighbor um you know i I mean my neighbor across the street he hunts and he traps we've already spoken to him we've already negotiated as a matter of fact uh, last friday he was gonna go pig hunting and he asked us hey do you guys want a pig and i was like john you know I, my freezer is full you need to tell me this ahead of time you know but my point being that, that that the preparedness is not only just like stocking up or making sure hey i've got a source of water or this or that you know i've got maybe i've stocked up on some aspirin you know things like that like pain relievers uh you talk to your neighbors you know what what can we do for each other that in a squeeze uh, will help us. You know, I know all my neighbors around here, we've all talked, we all have each other's phone numbers. I mean, this is a more rural area, but uh, I'll tell you what, I want to use the example of Andrew. And Andrew, when people were looting and there was no electricity, and like I said, you would go out at night and all you would hear is the hum of all these generators, they were people that, let's say in uh, some of these developments You know, they would have people that were basically walking around the development, making sure that there were no looters. Like neighbors got together and they went and they basically assigned from the people that were still there guard duty to make sure that nothing was being looted. Because some people, some people were able to stay in their houses. Others couldn't. And it was really funny because you had one house that was damaged, but livable. And then right next to it, it was a house that was, for all intents and purposes, flat. It was gone. So, or that it was okay, but you couldn't live in it. And people, what little was left. My point being that part of it is, you know, you think I'm going to go into the psych part of this. Believe it or not, even though there's a lot of people that say they they don't want to pay attention to this part. They think that that's just, that's a great, that's a great idea for a movie. (laughs) In the back of their mind, I hate to say it because that's, that's, that's what I like. I'm a subconscious behaviorist. That, that fear is working in the back of your head. Even if you're in denial that it could ever happen or get like that. Um, And to me personally, when you've made some effort or some preparation, whatever it might be, it kind of relieves you. Because in the back of your mind, that you're, 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 you have that, that uh, if this happens, the if, if this happens. Okay, you can deny it, but it's still there. In your subconscious mind, it is. Uh, when you do some type of preparation or you think, okay, if this happens, I'm going to do this. If that happens, I'm going to do this. Uh, what can I do within my realm of possibility of, of what I can do? Little by little or whatever. Whatever the case might be, everybody's different depending on your circumstances, where you live, etc., um it does something for you okay it makes you feel better uh because you know okay i've got a plan because it's so it's, it's a plan it might not be the best plan but it's a plan and by the way it's not something that i said okay i can do this in a weekend this is not the weekend project i'm going to do my preparedness for you know another world or whatever you know No electricity or whatever. God, there's a multitude of things that we've been told that could happen. No, I've been doing it little by little. Hey, let's get this. Hey, let's do that. Hey, um, let's get some fruit trees. We've planted them. We, you know, that was one of the first things that we did when the springtime came because out here, you know, we we have to be careful. Like again, because of you know, when the if anything drops below freezing. it was this conscious effort little by little where you do this and you do that. And like I said, it's not a weekend project, but at some point you got to start. And I could say personally, and I think a lot of people will feel this way that you feel better knowing, you know what, because the, and and, and I could say again, this is from proper experience. When something like this happens, whether their electricity is wiped out, uh, you know, the, the stores are closed things like that the last place you want to be is on streets okay because I was there you know in in, in one of the last times you know even when you're none of your traffic lights work. none of them all right so you got to do that four-way stop sign thing. there's a lot of crazy people out there almost near access. It was like the last place you want to be is on the street. What you want is to be home stay home and figure it out like i said i was cooking breakfast for my kids on the gas barbecue outside i was cooking for them you know and this is how we got through and that was it and and that's the way i think of it you know it, it could be from minor inconvenience to a couple of days without electricity to something like what Stan was describing, where everything that we live with that we don't even think about, as in flipping a switch, whether it's for electricity, for um, water, for temperature control. Remember, I mean, look what happened with Texas recently. It wasn't the summer, it was the winter. And I'm telling you right now, if everything's about fire, You can go through wood as in to, 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 for fire really quick. All right. Where's your source? If you're, I mean, I don't have to worry about being blanketed by snow where I'm here, but it could get cold. Really? It drops down into the twenties here. No snow, but really, really cold. Okay. All those things that we take, like, that's it. None of that. No communications. No, you're it's exactly like what he described. Think of yourself out in the wild west. Let's let's take the romanticism out of it. Let's take let's take away the Hollywood version of the old west, you know? That doesn't exist anymore. Let's let's look look at the reality of life out there at that time. Frontier, little law, if any, medical, something you're lucky if you had somebody that had some type of medical knowledge like the doc Okay, but of course, no 911, whether it's for police or for first responders, doesn't exist. Same thing with fires. It was up to the neighbors, bucket, put out the fire, same thing. A cut that wasn't properly cleaned could kill you. Same thing with diseases of any type. You know, without the, the, the medicines that you could get, you know, measles, you know, chicken pox, all the stuff that... You know that you that could, that now we'll, uh, we haven't feared for a long time. All those things you would have to deal with them. You would have to deal with it for yourself and for your family. Mm-hmm. That I had to say it, and it's it's a difficult thing sometimes to to think of the possibilities because, like I said, we only get those doses of it when we go see some of these. Uh, dystopian style uh, Mad Max kind of movies where, you know, the world's gone crazy and all these things are gone, but that's it. After the the 90 minutes are over, the two hours are over, you get up and go, man, that was a great movie. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Unless you're living that, unless this is your world from then on, not For 90 minutes or two hours right um you have to think of it that way you can hope for the best and prepare for the worst and i know that sounds very trite and overused but sometimes that's the way you have to look at it because otherwise um you kind of like are in denial and you know what sometimes when we're in denial about certain things the consequences are minor Maybe it's like, oh, I should have thought of that. You know, I was in denial. I really didn't think that. Okay, well, I'll know next time. Not this, not what we're talking about here. Being in denial about this, what's going on, the consequences of being in denial are much more terrible than other stuff that you can either procrastinate about, be in denial about. Um, This, this, the the consequences of this are more severe. Much more severe, uh, and it's going to be one of those things that wishing it away, wishing it's not—that's that's just not. It, in other words, this is, and here we drum roll. It's going to require that we are adults, because that's what a child does. A child doesn't, you know, wishes things away. Once wants, wants to do the magical thinking thing, you know. Either if if I if I don't look at it. Or you know when the kid puts the, the covers over them, thinking this is like the fort, the monster can't get me, nobody can get me, I'm invisible because I'm under the cover. A child thinks that way. But as an adult, you know perfectly well that all you've got is a sheet. Hello. So basically what it's going to uh, require from all of us is that we are true adults in the full extent of that word. Especially if we have family that depend on us children or elderly that depend on the decisions that we make beforehand um, it's called responsibility yeah the R word it's responsibility towards yourselves for yourselves um, and I think that uh, how can I say um, part of our technology and also just our world has allowed us to uh, escape responsibility for ourselves because there's always somebody to call for help or, you know, uh, I didn't know, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, we're going to, the sooner you start taking responsibility for yourself in the fullest extent and you're sur- your surroundings as much as you can I'm not telling you you know that' there's certain things that there, you have no control over I'm not saying that you know let's let's not get carried away here but the better off you'll be one way or the other okay whether any of this comes to pass or not I want to say there's a part of you that grows and by this I don't care what age you are that grows, and uh when you know that there's a certain level of self-sufficiency that you've achieved or you're prepared for or that you're willing to confront there's a part of you that grows that lessens the fear because once you master something or at least you're prepared to handle it there's a part of you that that fear goes away but if you try to dodge it that fear kind of chases you around like a puppy okay i'm gonna get off my soapbox now (laughs) guys I hope I hope you like this video with um and the audio with the podcast with Stan Deo. I went on his website he's got so many interesting things to talk about and I'm hoping you'll come back on the show so we could talk about them because things are rapidly changing and I mean across the board and so many many different things uh, and let's see what happens I've got, uh, again, I'm going to have a link to his website on the credits of the show. And again, I've got so many great guests coming on. I've got a lot either like returning guests, new guests. Uh, Like I've said before, if you have any suggestions for subjects or guests that you would like me to bring on the show, please send me an email at marlene at myamigoschronicles.com or you can visit my webpage at MarlenePardo.com. On all my websites, I have email links, by the way, if you wanna send me an email. And again, I wanna remind you, if you wanna listen to any of the podcast versions of the show, you could go to the websites and I have a link because I have all these MP3 files accessible from my website without commercial interruption. I have links to the different podcast platforms, but if you wanna listen to it without interruptions, I have links to each of the shows. And you can listen to it from the browser or download the MP3 file. Any way you want to listen to it, please go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, MarleneParter.com, or the other two series, NightshadeDiary.com or SupernaturalStorytime.com. All of those I offer for no charge, no commercial interruptions. Just go to the website and you can download them. Again, thank you so much for being part of my audience. You are all wonderful. And I will be seeing you soon, next week. Time flies when you're having fun. And of course, I always have fun with you guys. Take care.